You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Our second guest is in the studio, and she is Lois Tiller. She is CEO of GoEB5, and we're going to be speaking with her in just a minute. But first, I'd like to thank our audience, because our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on the radio show probably is the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of our program. Our exclusive prospect engagement program delivers up to 23 warm prospects to each of our advertisers each year. If you'd like to learn more about advertising on Critical Mass Radio Show and our revolutionary prospect engagement program, contact Rose Chamora, and her phone number is 951-515-4661. Let me give it to you again, 951-515-4661. Lois, welcome to the radio show. Thank you for inviting me, and thank you to your audience for tuning in. Yes, and they're listening live, and they'll be listening even more on iTunes and Stitcher and Spreaker in the future. Talk to us a little bit about your background, because you're an entrepreneur, you're building a business, but how did you get to this point in your career, Lois? Well, I've had a lot of careers, and uh, I began in the B2B sales space, but I've done marketing, traditional marketing online. I've worked in software development. I've also been a nonprofit consultant, and, you know, doing business development and financial development for mm. great projects. In addition to GoEB5, I'm also a screenwriter. I have just gotten news from a British director friend of mine, Tony Tremblay, that we are about to ink a deal wow, on congrats. something we have in development. So Congratulations. Lots of things. Uh, I think that's one of the advantages of being an entrepreneur is you can develop multiple revenue streams and you can pursue varied interests. Absolutely. Which, which I think is so much better than being a corporate person working for the man. But that's neither here nor there. Okay, so let's talk about Go EB5. What is it? Why did you start it? What problem does it solve? Well, uh, let me ask you a question. Did you know three out of five Chinese millionaires wants to immigrate to the U.S.? They, I, did, I did not know that. Well, they can if they put $500,000 or more into a job-creating venture. Okay. But finding an immigration attorney and an approved investment in the U.S. is a global challenge. Right now, most the majority of those immigrants are forced to deal with foreign agents within their own companies. And it's not a very efficient way to do business. It's It's time-consuming. It's very expensive because... The agent, the professionals in this country are paying for agency in those countries. And also it's very difficult to guarantee the integrity of the process. So what we did is we built a web-based platform, which is an online way for these people to connect globally. It, it enables them to go direct directly to the service providers. And, of course, law and financial investment are very personal businesses. Right. So using technology, the fundamentals remain the same. They get to do their own uh, client management. There is a federal program that allows people with money who want to invest in a job-creating business to get here, get a visa. This is the EB-5 aspect of it. And how does your website service that need? Well... I'm a foreign investor. Right, you're a foreign investor. I got money I want to put into America, and I want to get over here. Can I bring people with me? 
yeah. if I put the money in? How many how many visas? Am, well, what, am, what am I getting for my money? If you have dependent children, I do. You can bring the children. You can bring the spouse. Do I have to? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Of course, I would want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, right now, there are online platforms that exist, but they're pretty much industry-based attempts to reach global markets. Okay. And if you look at uh, very few companies right now have traction in terms of global markets. You would point to something like Airbnb as an example of people who do an exquisite job in a variety of countries by bringing people to an online platform where they can view offerings and they can make a decision. What we want to do is bring choice. Okay. And so, so like a clearinghouse then? I no, mean, like- not, we're, it, we're a subscriber-based business model. Okay. And uh, but what we wanted were a boutique business, so we want to have a handful of clients. We don't have an aspiration of being all things to everybody. I've probably been on the website of every regional center in the United States, but I I don't by any means want to have all of them as clients. What okay. I want to do is an exceptional service to the in, uh, investor immigrant. So who is the who is the subscription paid for? Who pays for the subscription? The, the attorneys and the regional centers. Okay, so the, the U.S. institutions and organizations Correct. that will benefit from the foreign investment. That's right. And, and the foreign investment gets, the foreign investor gets? To access the website for free. And in that on that website is a plethora of opportunities, and they can vet the ones that are most interesting Correct. to them. And Maybe. they're able, yeah, and I mean, this is about social networking. Okay. So we have a unique social offering. These people can come in and build relationships. The kind of, we've used a lot of online marketing intelligence and research into the global market. So we're creating really personal profiles for the professionals. We want to know who they are, what they stand for, what they believe in, because we believe those foreign investors will do business with people they understand right. and they relate to. Okay, so it's sort of a matchmaking opportunity then for you too in a way. Is that fair? I mean, you've got people who would like the investment, people who would like to make the investment, and it's a two-way street of vetting each other to decide if it's the right connection? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's that sort of a thing. So. Wow, that's exciting. Okay, why did tell me again how you thought of this. Well... This is a good story, I think. About a year ago, an attorney friend of mine who does immigration came to me, and he said, I want to do these EB-5s. Everybody's talking about them, and, you know, there's there's so much buzz. I I just need you to come in. I want rebranding. I want marketing. Tell me how to enter this market. So I went home, and I did my research because I'm a pretty thorough researcher, and I went back to him with advice, and that was quit because EB-5 is – the most complex business environment I've ever looked at. Oh, really? Yeah, because you've got these foreign investors that want to come in. You've got all these three-party agents between them and the service providers. And then you've got the bureaucracy. You've got all the you know power and glory of the federal government behind mm. wanting to make sure that, you know, and that's important. That's a necessary part of the sure. program because we don't want to allow terrorists to come into our country or people who have illegally obtained funds. This is not a money laundering scheme. Okay. We're talking about how you started this business <laughs> and where you saw the opportunity. You told your lawyer friend to right. not do the business because the bureaucracy is too great. Yeah, it's too great. Too but, many middlemen. But and too it kept confusing. me up at night. And I kept thinking, I can transform this business with a platform. Wow. And it was just so ripe for transformation. And there's there are textbook 
kinds of disruption at work. So it's already a difficult business model. And then when you throw in things like competition, Mm -hmm. because people like my attorney friend want to get in. And by the way, he decided not to based on my wise counsel. Okay. But you've got competition, you've got compliance with more oversight and more regulation coming from the U.S. government. And, you know, when you put the whole thing together, it's just just in, in disruption. Right. And I wanted to be the solution to that. I wanted to make it easier. I wanted the program to work. I believe in it. Are there a lot of EB-5 uh, visas that can be had? No. You know, there's scarcity. That's one of the factors that okay. makes this an interesting market is okay. only 10,000 visas per year are available. So That sounds like a big number, but I not guess... Not really. Okay. And, yeah, you, you know, a- not that many are approved. There's a backlog. So there okay. are people in various stages of the pipeline. Okay, but there's more supply than there... I mean, there's more demand than there is supply, it sounds like. There's more Absolutely. than 10,000 people that would like to emigrate to the country, and they can use this process, and so it creates a bottleneck a little bit of... Correct. Them and there's them definitely through. a bot- bottleneck, and with immigration reform, there's mm-hmm. an ongoing conversation about whether we should allow more visas to these investor immigrants. Yeah, I've and heard some of that conversation sure, on the news. You know, and I think it's a great class of immigrant. Personally, I mean, they're coming in and they're creating jobs right. at no cost to the American people. I mean, okay. there's not one tax dollar that's going into all these business opportunities that are being created. Right. So, okay. Well, I want to talk more about that when we come back. Okay. Sure. I'm talking with Lois Tiller. She is CEO of the firm Go EB5, and we're going to be talking more about that, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe there's a business opportunity for you out there if you're looking for a foreign investor or someone as a partner in your business. Maybe this is a venture or an avenue to take. Anyway, we're going to be right back after these words from our commercial sponsors. There's something positive about the word up. When things are looking good, they're looking up. When someone's down, you cheer them up. So how do you move up? Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up, Brandman University. Brandman is ranked by U.S. News and World Report as one of the nation's top ten universities for online bachelor's programs. Brandman's online graduate programs in business and education also receive top honors. So look us up at brandman.edu. Brandman University. Move up. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. UPS Protection has been protecting systems in the U.S. against brownouts, blackouts, and poor quality power for over 25 years. We provide power protection systems, including UPS, lighting inverters, generators, and service for clients from coast to coast. We specialize in solving all your power needs. As a direct reseller of the best brands in the industry, including Liebert, Powerware, and APC, we can solve all your power protection needs. Protecting your power is our main goal. We offer on-site or depot repair of our critical equipment. To better serve your budget constraints, UPS Protection also offers both reconditioned and new products.
Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Franzi. Lois Tiller, CEO of GoEB5, is our guest. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 14,000 shows during the last 30 days. We here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. Of course, all of our shows can be heard live on radio station octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime at Apple iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, which is spelled S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R, and other business-oriented podcasting services. Lois, I understand that you just finished the Kaufman, the Foundation of Entrepreneurship Fat Track for, for the Boomer program. You need to tell me a little bit about this. I'm aware of the, uh, of the Kaufman Foundation. I understand the work they do with entrepreneurs. I'm not uh, familiar with the, uh, the Foundation for Entrepreneurship. Tell me a little bit about the program that you just completed with the Kaufman Foundation. All right. Well, I think the story starts with the fact that there are more boomer entrepreneurs in the United States than any other demographic. So the Kauffman Foundation started taking a look at this, and they invited the AARP to participate in a pilot program. There was one in Miami, one in New York, and one scheduled for Irvine, California. I got into the Irvine, California program, which was co-sponsored by our friends over at uh, Tech Coast Venture Network. Sure. So... What happened there was 20 entrepreneurs met on a weekly basis for 10 weeks, and we had fabulous facilitators from Tech Coast Venture Network. And uh, we also had weekly visits from experts in a variety of fields, and we were able to bring out our business plans and sort of fluff up our dreams. Uh And it was just a great process. It was absolutely phenomenal. And and will it be repeated by the Kauffman Foundation? Do you know? That's my hope. I uh think that um, Tech Coast Venture Network is looking at the feasibility of them continuing to be involved in it. Okay. So, um, you know, I think it was a great program for California. It was a great program for Orange County. Yeah, interesting how they picked Irvine, you know, versus... Well, it's a tech hub. It is, isn't it? And there are tech people there in the room, but there are also people with products. Like, uh, we had a wonderful lady there who made jam, so... I love jam. I Do you love booze? Because she makes jam with booze. Those are two things that I do like. I've not had them together. I got you, right? But I'm, I'm open. I you. I'm, You're in. I, I usually have jam in the morning. I'm not sure if I want the booze in it, but, I, uh, <laughs> you know, there's weekends, right? There's weekends with the Bloody Marys. Weekend jam. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> okay, so let, let's talk a little bit about... Uh, a little bit more about boomers. You know, talk to us about how, from your perspective, boomers have a different view on entrepreneurship compared to earlier or later generations. Well, you know, it was, the difference was clear to me right from the beginning because I spend a lot of time with the 20 somethings and the 30 somethings, and I love their energy. But going into the room with baby boomers, the conversation was about value based leadership. And mm. we talked about things like creating legacy. For instance, the success that I create today, if I do this really well, will be carried on by others. And mm-hmm. so my responsibilities are different. I'm not building a dynasty here. So I think we embrace small as the new big. Okay. We were pr- more pragmatic. And I think we talked a lot about ethics and um, having standards within our companies that provided great opportunities for our employees and also served our customers. This is interesting because you're giving me context for something that I've heard recently from an economist on another radio show, uh, point being that in three or five years, fully 50% of the working population in the United States will be self-employed. 
and that while that feels odd to us, it's actually more the norm in American history. The idea of the industrialized America, where most people so. worked for a corporation, yep. was a was a blip in time. Was mm-hmm. kind of the 1930s, sure. 40s, 50s. And, and and we before that we were much more the agrarian and individual entrepreneurs. We're sort of going back yes. to what we were. So this idea that there's more boomers starting businesses is sort of another data point that suggests that we're moving in that direction of people being self-employed again, which I think is great. I think everybody should. Give right. it a shot at some well, point in their career. I believe that the baby boomers are on track to be the first generation of Americans to leave less opportunity for their children than every previous generation. And I think if you're an entrepreneur out there and you're thinking about starting a business, I say get to it because the world needs jobs and um, our children need opportunities. It's the number one to support your point, Lois, and I'm talking with Lois Tiller. She's CEO of GoEB5. Um, there's a book out by the chairman of Gallup Organization. It's called The Coming Job Wars. And their, Gallup's research around the world suggests that the number one thing that people, the universal thing that people want when they respond to the Gallup surveys is a good job. And that has never been that way before. This is a recent, you know, past few years phenomenon. So mm-hmm. your point that people need jobs and want jobs, it's not just here in Southern California or the U.S., North America. It's a global desire now. Wow. As we move more and more people into potentially the middle, middle class, they understand you need to have a good job to be in the middle class, right? Well, and it may indicate some insecurity. I mean, that's just my mm-hmm. intuitive take on it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I would definitely... Well, if I were researching that, I'd want to explore it further. Okay. Because I don't think it's all being expressed in terms of opportunity. Uh-huh. Excellent. Okay. Let me ask you, what is your guiding principle for your building this business and writing your screen? I mean, you have you evolved to a point in your mind where there's kind of an overarching belief that you have about what you do? And if sure. so, can you share that? Absolutely. I may disappoint you with the answer because I think my guiding principle was formed with my first big career. I had great mentorship, and I was fortunate enough to work in sales, but for a company that believed in rendering outstanding service. And so success was framed within the context of service. Success was not money, you know, per se. It was money will follow. Success will follow if you do these things. And that is, is, is showing up every day with this attitude of bringing service to to your you know, customers, to your employees, and to your community. So. I'm not disappointed in that answer at all, Lois Tiller. I think service <laughs> is a is a lost art in many industries, and I think it's coming back, though. I, I genuinely think technology took it out for a little bit, but I think people are realizing how important it is to have a high level of service with their clients if they want to get something more than the lowest price in the marketplace. Absolutely. So if someone wants to learn more about you, Lois Tiller, or your firm, how do they find you online? What's your website? Well, our website is under wraps based on advice by my IP attorney. Okay. So right Shucks. now, yeah, the best way, well, what we're launching, we're launching at the end of August. Oh, so well, we'll be, we're going public. But in the meantime, the best way to connect with me is probably over LinkedIn. Okay. And I would love to get some invites. And So uh, what? how do you spell your name? L-O-I-S, 
T-I-L-L-E-R. And you're in Southern California, Orange County, in case there's more than one Lois Tiller. And your firm is? Go EB5. There you go. Thanks for being a friend of the program. I've enjoyed the conversation. You taught me a little bit more about this EB5 program. Matter of fact, I think we're going to go out and talk to my producer about finding some other people to help me to understand this even more. You've you've raised my interest level in the EB5 program. Thank you, Lois Tiller. Thank you so much for inviting me. It was great fun. It was great fun. You're a great guest. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to stay longer, but we're done. I'd like to thank our advertisers, Brandman University, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, Smart Business Magazine, S&H Rubber, Succession Strategies, Tone Software, and UPS Protection. The engineer for today's show, Paul Roberts, Crystal Nunley is our producer, Kathleen Shepard, guest coordinator, marketing strategist, and live event manager, Asia Celestino, Melissa Padani is our social media manager, VP of Sales, none other than Rose Chamora, and I'm your host, Rick Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about Critical Mass for Business or maybe refer a future guest or discuss advertising on our show, visit our website, criticalmass4business.com. Until the next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi, 